here with our general manager. We are talking about some Jewish holidays. And you might be, you know, wondering, like, why are you talking about that? You know, you're a Christian radio station. Well, you're going back to the biblical calendar and some sure. things that, you know, if we're reading about Jesus, it's helpful to know the things that he celebrated, too. Well, and these are called, as I mentioned earlier, the Feasts of the Lord. So they are, if you are a follower of the Lord, these are your feasts too. And they will be with you on into eternity, into the uh, new heavens and the new earth. We will be celebrating these feasts. So it's a, yeah, it is, I, I, I do get the reality that a lot of folks say, well, it's a, it's a Jewish feast. Well, okay, yeah, they, they get to celebrate it now, but there is, if you're following Jesus, who was Jewish, by the way, yeah, he uh, also is the Lord of these feasts. And so he's the one who's commanded you to do this, not out of some rote law that you have to obey, but because he wants to encounter you, experience you. He wants to meet with you these days. So uh, it's worthy of the study and learning about him. And of course, if you missed anything, you can go back on the podcast. I'll throw up all my notes on the blog. All that should be there sometime by this evening, I would guess. So, we're talking Rosh Hashanah, or Yom Teruch, which is on Tuesday, the beginning of the new year, 5782. And what I just walked you through for three breaks is to kind of look at when the possibilities of the birth of Jesus were. So, we kind of showed you that from prophecies as well as throughout the scriptures. So, we know that uh, according to that structure, it was September 11th of 3 BC. Now... There's so many things that we think we know or understand, and sometimes it's just a matter that we've grown up reading a translation of the Bible that says a certain thing or says it a certain way, and sometimes we just kind of get it in our own heads what certain things are. So let me run some of these things down to you, and you might see why at times you you just got to go back to the Hebrew if you're going to figure it out. 2,000 years ago in a Bethlehem field, something happened. Now, they're in the same country, shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. Great joy? Does that sound like a word we've talked about today? Mm-hmm. That's great joy. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. So that's what the uh, angel said. We've been to that field. It's pretty cool. Been there three times, in fact, and uh, would like to go back some more. Uh, We know the shepherds end up in the right place because we've read the story. How did the shepherds find Jesus with only three very vague clues? Newborn baby, swaddling cloths, the manger. Let's take a look at those clues. Typical home in that time, you'd have a dugout area below the house where they kept the animals. To find a specific place, you need some type of directions. So how did the shepherds find Jesus with the oddest of all directions? Well, first the Hebrew would have been, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in the manger. And those words are rather important. Instead, adding A instead of the was a choice of modern translators. So that's not what it says in the Hebrew or the Greek. The shepherds of Bethlehem were in charge of raising sheep for the temple sacrifices. All the way back to David, they were raising Passover lambs and sacrificial lambs. Every lamb born there made its way to Jerusalem to be sacrificed. According to the laws governing sacrifice, 
the sheep that were used for the offerings had to be a one-year-old male sheep that had been outside for 365 days. That's one year. The male sheep were offered as burnt offerings, the female as peace offerings. Since these sheep needed to remain outside, the shepherds were also outside. And it says that night, some shepherds were in the fields outside the village, guarding their flocks of sheep. The hills of Bethlehem were home to many thousands of lambs that were sacrificed in the temple. As a boy from Bethlehem, David, the before he was king, would likely attend his sheep in those very hills, and they were all destined for the daily offerings of the feast. So these shepherds knew that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. So that wasn't like a shocker for an angel to say that. Where in Bethlehem? Well, just northeast of the shepherd's fields are the ruins of ancient Bethlehem Ephrata, near a place called Migdal Ader, near the tomb of Rachel. In Genesis 35 and 48, say that Rachel was buried at Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. So got a second minor detail to tell us where that is. Micah 4, 8 says, And you, O tower of the flock, in Hebrew that's Migdalator, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, unto you shall it come, even the first dominion, the kingdom shall come to the daughter of Jerusalem. And what that means is a king would be born at Migdalator to a girl from the line of David. And at the base of Migdalator Watchtower was a special birthing room called the manger for birthing these very special sacrificial lambs. The angel's declaration to the Bethlehem shepherds could only mean the manger at the base of the tower of the flock. It wasn't a manger, it was the manger. The shepherds were raised as children uh, to know and understand what was required for each sheep to be worthy of sacrifice. During lambing season, these sheep were brought to the watchtower from the fields. Uh, being themselves under special rabbinical care, these priests would strictly maintain a ceremonially clean birthplace. They'd wrap the newborn lambs in swaddling cloths for a simple reason, to prevent them from thrashing about and harming themselves. It was their job to make sure that the animals weren't damaged or blemished uh, because you couldn't sacrifice them then. So after the lamb had calmed down, they could be inspected to make sure they were without spot or blemish. But until then, they had the those cloths wrapped around them. So being wrapped in swaddling cloths would only be a significant clue if the angels were referring to a Passover lamb, right? Newborn babies had been wrapped in swaddling cloths long before the time of Jesus. It was common. So it's, it's a terrible clue. You'll find them wrapped in cloth. Well, that's every baby. So that was the terrible clue if that was it. So the shepherd priest would understand it as significant, but not a normal person. These shepherds weren't random. They were notified by the angels because it was their calling to certify Passover lambs at birth. All right. So uh, coming up, we'll also uh, one more break. We'll wrap this up and we'll we'll answer another question that may be uh, confusing if they're going to Bethlehem. What about this inn that they're supposed to stay in? How are they? How are they now staying out in the field? So we'll tell you. We'll tell you that one, too.